Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday, the 9th of February, and as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only, so please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, you can always head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website and read our disclaimers there in full. Or you can sign up for a free 14-day trial on there for the newsletter if you're not yet a member of the Great Marcus Today community. All right, well, we had a strong overnight session in the Dow. Uh, It seems that uh, interest rates, inflation, seem to be being pushed back to the back of the mines at the moment with uh, corporate earnings very much at the forefront. We've just had Chipotle out in the US dropping after hours and the stock better on the back of that. And we did see the Dow Jones rally 372 points, or 1.06% to 35,463. The Nasdaq doing slightly better, 1.28% higher at 179 points, 14,194. And the S&P 500 unusually underperforming both of them. No middle for the diddle today. Up only 0.84%, 38 points to 45.22. We saw the SPY futures on the back of all that up 18 points or 0.25%, 71.02 there. The VIX index falling one point, uh, 6.21%. We also saw in commodities last night a little bit of a mixed session really. We saw Brent crude uh, down 2.06%, $1.91, back down to $90.78. Pretty high still, but a little bit of easing there as we see maybe some easing in tension in Ukraine and also uh, Iranian talks uh, on nuclear issues uh, resuming. So that may uh, quell some of the nerves around uh, global macro events. And as a result, we have seen the oil price come off a smidge. WTI down 2.15%. Dollar ninety six to eighty nine thirty six. The uh, Aussie, uh, well, the gold price up six dollars ten point three three percent eighteen twenty seven point nine zero for U.S. gold, but uh, probably negated by a rise in the Aussie dollar to seventy one forty three. So in Aussie dollar terms, it's probably going nowhere, which has probably been the story of the Aussie dollar gold price. Iron ore, though, up. to 149.95. It did briefly go above $150 US a ton, which is a big rebound from the lows and uh, certainly is benefiting at the moment from Chinese stimulating their economy and also a rollback of some of the, uh, the green measures they had put in place in terms of emissions, which have been pushed out five years. Uh, as the uh, the Chinese authorities want to stimulate the economy and get construction going. And, of course, steel is a large part of that construction. That's really helping the iron ore price at the moment. Other commodities, we saw copper up 0.24%. Nickel had a bit of a shocker last night, down 3%. Uh, aluminium up 2%. Zinc down 07 Lead up 025 And ton down 0.14%. In the mining stocks, Overseas, BHP was up 1.04%, Rio up 1.9%. So 
I'm not sure who's following who at the moment, whether the US ADRs are following Australia or Australia is following US ADRs, but we shall see how that pans out today. In other mining stocks, Freeport McMoran up 4.5%. Alcoa had a stonkingly good day, up nearly 9.8%. Tech up 0.6%. Anglo up 3.2%. Glencore up one5 Vale up 1.5%. And Albemarle doing very well as well. Lithium could be back up 3.2% there. So a pretty all-round good day for those mining stocks overseas. Here you can see the S&P 500 closing pretty close to its highs. Corporate results, though, very much dominating the landscape today. And all thoughts of uh, rate rises, whether there's five, six, seven, or eight, or pin the tail on the donkey with as many rate rises as you see in 2022, that was pushed to the back of investors' minds today as they concentrated more on that uh, robust earnings season we're seeing out of the US. Major stories overnight. Uh, cyclicals and small caps leading that rally in the US. Small caps uh, tend to be a proxy for US growth. Of course, we do have a US inflation numbers this week, which are going to be pretty important to say the least. And maybe earnings then will take a backseat once again to speculation on interest rate rises. ECB's Lagarde says adjustment to monetary policy will be gradual, with inflation set to fall back and potentially stabilise around 2%. Good luck with that. Goldman Sachs, city analysts downplay odds of a 50 basis point March rate hike, and San Francisco Fed paper says it may take two more years for the participation rate, employment to population to fully recover. And rising JGB yields fueling discussion about Bank of Japan intervention. U.S. mega caps that around $600 billion in cash could drive a wave of deal-making in the tech sector. There is certainly a wash with cash in those mega caps. I was actually asked a question this morning about fangs and whether the problem with the fangs was that they just weren't profitable. On the contrary, they are massively profitable. In fact, the fangs should not actually be called fangs anymore. They should, could, they should be called manna, uh, as that's the stuff that drops from heaven, I guess. But Meta, Alphabet, Amazon, Netflix should be called manna rather than fangs, having had the change from Facebook to Mega, uh, Meta rather, and the change from Google to Alphabet. So it'll be interesting uh, to see if one day that uh, that catches on. But there you go, manna from heaven. U.S. calls for concrete action from China on trade deal. And the U.S. and Japan have reached a deal to cut tariffs on Japanese steel. Higher shipping costs pushing prices on aluminium copper higher. And oil gets another big tailwind as refiners go all out in India. What to expect today? Well, it's going to be an interesting day. Of course, we had the SPY up 18. Uh, yesterday, we had a pretty good rise in the market. Bear in mind, though, with BHP now 10% of the index, uh, it is very much predicated on what BHP does. Where BHP goes, so the index will go. But it is not really about the index at the moment, although the rise yesterday was pretty good. Three stocks, the iron ore stocks, can for around 35 points of the 68 points or... Uh, 76 points that we saw yesterday in the market. So uh, those iron ore stocks really dominate. Between the three iron ore stocks, the four banks, Macquarie, CSL, West Farmers and Woolies, you've pretty much covered the index. Great for arbitragers looking to uh, arb the spy. But uh, today it will all be about results as they start to really drop. CBA numbers today, 
beat estimates. The market was looking for 4.4 billion in cash profits, came in at 4.7. Maybe worrying the market slightly is the net interest margin was down 14 basis points, which shows the level of competition that we are seeing in the market at the moment, with the banks having to uh, discount to get the business. But they have announced a buyback of $2 billion. That's an on-market buyback, not an off-market buyback. So they'll be buying the stock in the market. They also announced the $1.75 dividend as well. So pretty good numbers on the face of it from CBA. And we'll see how the market reacts to that one. But certainly, uh, the only concern, I would guess, would be that NIM down 14 basis points. But given that we are seeing a big rise in yields. Yesterday, we saw Australia at 2.12%, cruise through 2% without even skipping a beat. Uh, US at 1.96, Germany 0.26 positive. Uh, That's a big change around from negative 0.32 before Christmas. So maybe that will help the CBA in their net interest margin as those bond prices go up. But it will all be about results today, very much driven by that. So the underlying index may go wherever it wants, but at the end of the day, it will be about the individual volatility in those stocks, especially those stocks that are reporting today. So that is where we're going to get to. The crunch time is coming now. February earnings season is well and truly upon us. We do have some economic news today. The Westpac uh, Melbourne Institute Consumer Confidence is out for February, given that we've seen a number of consumer confidences slipping uh, because of Omicron issues and uh, supply constraints and staff shortages, etc. I wouldn't expect too much in the optimistic camp there for consumer confidence. Number of results out this morning, BWP Trust, which is the Bunnings Guys, this is the uh, the REIT that owns the Bunnings buildings, maintains interim dividend and revenue was flat. TPW, Temple and Webster says the second half started well. EBITDA climbed 5.1%. Temple and Webster, of course, was one of the big winners from the lockdown as people uh, cozied up their homes, cocooned and uh, spent big on cushions, but uh, certainly has been suffering in recent times. Another interesting one out today, IEL Education, IDP, recorded a uh, record half revenue, $397 million for the half, which was an increase of 47% compared with the same period in FY21. Mind you, FY21 was pretty dodgy. Total student placement volumes were up 32%, 33% rather. Northern Hemisphere countries driving a 63% increase in placements. What is interesting is that we tend to think of IEL education as an Australian-facing story. But what is becoming apparent is they have pivoted. And what better thing to do for a company than pivoting? And they have pivoted to the Northern Hemisphere somewhat. And we are seeing a big rise in students wanting to get positions in Northern Hemisphere countries to study. Uh, Australia still very subdued, of course, uh, due to some measures that were enacted during uh, the lockdown. So it's going to take a little while for Australia to recover, but they certainly are more than making up for it with the Northern Hemisphere countries. Of course, it is a potential uh, reopening play as those students flood back in. But given that China is still locked down and enacting harsh draconian uh, measures to combat COVID, it's unlikely to see the floodgates open, at least from China in the near term. Mineral Resources has taken control of the Mount Marion lithium offtake. 
They've also done an agreement with another lithium company, which looks quite promising. And lithium Albemarle was up, as I said earlier, up 3.2%, so looking pretty good. BAPCOR numbers out this morning. Revenue rose 1.9% to 900.1%. Net profits slid 14.7% to 57.7%. $0.10 dividend, which is up around 11%. Uh, The number of 57.7% was well flagged to the market in guidance, so it is pretty much in line with guidance. It will be interesting to see what BAPCOR do, and I'm writing about BAPCOR in Henry's take today, so have a little read of that perhaps if you're interested in BAPCOR and what's happening in that side of the market. The US has seized, this is a really interesting story, around $5 billion worth of stolen Bitcoin. Seems one of the attractions of Bitcoin was that it was anonymous and hard to track has been debunked as two arrests have been made uh, for a couple that have stolen $5 billion of Bitcoin in a hacker heist. Pretty impressive. It makes Ocean's Eleven look like a pickpocketing incident. Market personalities are rallying around Magellan at the moment. Chris McKay and Nikki Thomas seen as very positive for the company. We've seen uh, Matthew Grounds from Baron Joey. We've seen Kerry Stokes and Jeff Wilson all coming out in support of the company and the fact that it is a team process and not just reliant on one man. And we wish you well, Hamish. Uh, CTT founder, Satire founder, Dean Mintz, uh, could be looking to sell some of the 66% holding that he owns. That might be a good thing as it would increase the liquidity of the stock at the moment. It's a very illiquid stock, has some big moves, which does tend to put off some institutions because of that big volatility it has. But if he sold down some of his stock, maybe that would increase the liquidity. And Nick Scarley had a big fall yesterday. It looked like the family was trying to do a sell down, but then the stock got wind of it or the market got wind of it and the stock fell. And maybe they've pulled it. We'll see more to come on that one. Question of the day today. We had this question yesterday in our morning meeting podcast, which hopefully you've all managed to catch. It's a bit of a new innovation for Marcus today, where we let you have a peek behind the curtain and let you have a look at what we discuss in the morning meeting every day. And uh, hopefully you're finding it interesting. We certainly are finding it interesting to have the, uh, the feedback that we have had on the meeting. So the question yesterday was what stock you would buy for your grandkids. As Ben rightly pointed out, that does depend on how old you are. Ben's grandkids are some way off, whereas my grandkids also a bit some way off. But uh, and maybe others in the team, they have grandkids already. Or maybe they are certainly on the cusp of them. But what stock would you buy for grandkids? Unsurprisingly, the one that stood out from most of us yesterday was Macquarie. Their number's out yesterday, and I've written a piece in Henry's take on Macquarie today and some of the opportunities they have. So what is the stock you would buy for your grandkids? Let's say Macquarie is not one of them. What other stock would you buy? That's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Marcus Today Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your company over there. It is a great group. Members helping members and uh, certainly a very well-behaved group. And we like to keep it that way and keep it on investment themes rather than personal uh, themes there. So uh, let's uh, make sure that that is the group that uh, we're proud to be associated with. You can subscribe to this podcast or any of the other podcasts on the Marcus Today newsletter or through your normal podcasting. There's the Marcus Strategy podcast, which now incorporates the Morning Meeting podcast, the On the Desk podcast, and On the Couch podcast. And I'm still hoping 
to nail Marcus down and ask him your questions this week. So if you have any questions, email me and I will put them to the boss. And on Friday night, 5.30, Ask the Analyst, first session of 2022. You can ask me anything you like and we'll spend about an hour uh, talking about uh, those stocks, the market and anything else in general that you're interested in. That's it from me today. Have a great day and enjoy the volatility of earnings season. Let's hope there's no landmines out there.